So hello and welcome to the New Gig Podcast. I'm your host, Glenn Hodgson. And today I'm delighted to be joined by the co-founder of Lonehood, Lucy Hall. How are you doing, Lucy? Hi, Glenn. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Let's kick off by just hearing a little bit about your background, but also Lonehood. What are you up to? So yeah, I am one of three female co-founders of um, Lonehood. It's a new peer-to-peer fashion rental platform. Um, where you can upload your items and make money from clothes that you already own. Excellent, excellent. So tell us, how does it, how does it work? So it's a two-sided marketplace um, on the loaner side. So that's a person that owns the items. You create an account free, upload items that you already own and you set the rental price. So we suggest about 15% of the price you paid for it. Yeah. Um, and then you can rent it out over and over again. On the flip side, you are a borrower. So that's somebody that's accessing fashion at a fraction of the retail price. Yeah. You can browse, you can follow. It's a bit like a social app. Um, and then you can rent items from people, the style that you love. And what's a really interesting um, feature that we have on the app is called Loan the Look. Yeah. So with Loan the Look, you can bring in those lower price items, the high street pieces that we all have in our wardrobes that potentially mm. you can't rent out on your own. But by styling them together in a look, you can then rent somebody's style. So it's kind of creating an experience as well as a commodity. Excellent. Excellent. Because I mean, this is one of the areas that people talk about fast fashion, the environmental impact, the, the, the cost of you know, sort of buying stuff that you maybe wear once, twice, and it's either too small or you don't like it anymore. And, you know, people's wardrobes, closets, uh, full of things they're not using. And if there's an opportunity to make it work for them, bring in an income, why not? Yeah, absolutely. We can all have a side hustle from the comfort of our home just by our phone. And I think we're all guilty of buying items and wearing them once or twice. You know, it's Traditionally, it's kind of occasion wear. So if it's for wedding, especially for guys, if it's a suit yes. or active wear, like ski wear. Mm. Um, but we see that kind of moving into a younger demographic. So we're really targeting Gen Z. Yes. Students, young creatives, because they've grown up with social media and they have the pressure of having to um, change their outfits re- regularly because they're posting on Instagram. They don't want to be seen wearing, twi- wearing it twice. Yes. So yeah. with rental, you can access those clothes on a regular basis. Every day is an occasion when you're when you're young and going out all the time. And even going into uni, if you're a fashion student, it's like a fashion catwalk. You want your right. best. Yeah. So with rental, we're giving people an alternative to, to fast fashion. But that's true. I mean, every every day, you know, it was Shakespeare who said that all the world's a stage and all of us are actors. And I think that, you know, you never get a second chance to make a first impression as well. So why not? And if there's a better way of doing this than just having an opportunity to buy loads and loads of things, sounds like a great, uh, a, a great solution to a very common problem, Lucy. Thanks. We think so. Brilliant. And how, how does it work in terms of, you know, sizing, uh, things like that? How, how, would I, how would I go about sort of putting myself in this from a kind of a, a, a user borrower perspective? Yeah, so we, it's, it's peer-to-peer. So right. the, the sites that we have on the platform are items that you upload. So right now we, we are speaking to as many different people as possible from different backgrounds, different sizes, different styles. So yeah. we're really passionate about creating style tribes. 
Mm. It's not just, you know, feminine floral dresses. It's kind of like targeting the Y2K, the 90s, which we, we know quite well. Yes. Um, experience. <laughs> um, but also like goths or drag queens. Yes. Find the style tribe with Lone Hood. You know, it's, it's not just your regular kind of e-commerce site. There's people from, it's all about unique and DIY fashion for us. Um, and sizes will come as the community grows and grows and grows. Yeah. So it's creating a movement in the community as well. It's not just a matching platform or a straight sort of transactional piece. What it sounds like, Lucy, is this is something that's actually sort of creating uh, 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 communities and an opportunity for people to be able to share, uh, starting with clothes, but more sort of uh, ideas uh, ways of living and also uh, outlook here yeah we we want to create a movement and we talk about we're already strong as our community yeah. we actually run these community driven clothes swaps is where we started testing the idea of circular fashion yeah. and we will continue to do those because it, it it's an amazing um opportunity for people from all backgrounds to to swap clothes for free yeah and um, but for those items that you do want to monetize the rental platforms where it's at yeah and we we don't have users, we have partners. So yes. this, you, this is for you. We're not, we don't hold any inventory. We're, we're facilitating a community. And it also allows you to kind of keep money in communities. So yep. what we found is that fashion is a feminist issue because the people making the, the clothes in faraway countries, the garment workers are often female. Yes. The, women, the people that are spending the most amount of money on fashion or their most of the disposable income, it comes from women. Yeah. And you're feeding into a system that is headed by men at the top right okay. so by keeping the money within communities we're, we're helping them to thrive that side hustle is not only allowing you to access clothes at a fraction of the cost but it's also feeding into building up your community and empowering each other um, yeah. to really make a difference absolutely great great goals within this as well and lucy how the heck did you get into this what what, what was your why did you uh, uh choose this field and, and not something else what's your background that sort of took you into uh, uh took you into this area so my background is fashion and hospitality so right. the teen i worked in restaurants and i loved restaurants. i loved the hustle and bustle um the the being able to talk to people that connectivity um, yeah. and i just love food i mean who but, you know, as, as things go, I fell into a career as a model agent. And that's where I met my co-founder, Jade. Um, we were actually from the same place, but we met in London at Models One. I was her booker. She was a model. And she continued on that path of being a model for 10, 12 years. She's still a model now. Yeah. Um, and I also went down the path of being a model agent. But then I decided to kind of go on a lifelong dream of opening my own restaurant. So I quit my job at a friend of mine and I set up a restaurant in Covent Garden. I yep. ran that for three years, incredible experience. Highs, the lows, the, the, the good weeks, the bad weeks. And that's <laughs> kind of where sustainability came into my life because we have yep. that much more of a, a connection with where food comes from. So mm. eating local, eating seasonal, eating organic, we understand that that's good for us. But with fashion, we have a total disconnect. We don't realize that it comes from India and it's traveled through six countries before it gets to us. Right. Yeah. We, we weren't having that same connection. So when I went back into the fashion industry, I knew I couldn't continue to encourage people to consume more and more when they didn't need to. Mm. So Jade was actually studying her master's at LCF, looking at the future of fashion. And she yeah. came up with the idea for peer-to-peer rental. She came to me, said, can you help me execute it? I was like, hell yeah, sign me up. 
We then found Jen, our third co-founder, who is yep. a graphic designer by trade, who'd also been working in the fashion industry and wasn't sitting right for her. So we were like, how can we use our skills to make a difference, make sustainable fashion more accessible to more people? Yeah. And that's kind of where Lonehood was born across drinks in, in a pub in East London. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like good ideas do. Yeah, great, great, great place to start it off. And I think that, you know, that coming to this sort of societal need with your own passion, your own interest, uh, and matching the two together is a, is a great starting point for, for, for these things anyway, Lucy. And of course, you know, something that's uh, uh, very well uh, needed, but of course, using some knowledge, expertise, and uh, that know-how to be able to do it, do it right uh, and meet the needs of all the audiences, basically. Yeah, we don't pretend to be perfect. You know, we're on a sustainable journey like everybody else. Yeah. We're learning. I mean, during the pandemic, we, we wanted to launch pre-pandemic and we decided not to. And we spent that time mm. learning more and more about fashion rental. You know, it's a very new industry. How can we yeah. be the best version of ourselves? Also about sustainability, marketing, lots of different things. Um, and we're still on that learning journey and we always will be. You know, every day is a school day. Um, yeah. and, and that will continue in the business. And we learn from our community, which is the really nice thing as well. And that's great. And I think it's a very sort of uh, modern way of looking at things, always being beta. You know, you can always change, always, always up to date. Yes. I think that's a, a good way of doing these things. But tell me about the audience. I mean, I I, I, I can't profess to understand really Gen Z too much, but of course, this is a, this is a key focus for you. How is the sort of the, the the mentality, the outlook, and the sort of the the needs and wants of Gen Z being being so important? And how does it how does it differ from what from what went before, basically? What we found is that Gen Z are very conflicted. You know, they've grown up with social media, they've grown up with lots of social issues at the forefront of their mind. You know, climate change, Black Lives Matters. Yeah. Um, LGBTQ coming into mainstream people have um, for a younger audience that they're, they're dealing with lots and lots of issues and they they really want to be sustainable and they want to fix the fashion industry because they can see how bad it is for for the environment yeah. but they still want that fashion fixed they yeah. still want to look good they still want to be creative and because of their social presence they need to look different but wear different yeah. outfits on, on different occasions so that's where we came out. How can we provide um, a service that, that solves that problem? Mm. Um, so yeah, digital natives, they want apps. That's what we built. We built an app for them. Excellent. Excellent. And, that, and this is it, is really sort of catering to their needs and, and consuming on their terms. Because for a long time, it's been basically the idea of people sort of sat around in, in, in boardrooms. They're the ones who are deciding the rules of the game, whereas... It seems to be things have changed. It's sort of the the consumers or potential consumers. They're the ones who decide what the framework is and how these things should work. And if you can't cater to their needs, then basically you're not going to have an audience. Yeah, like especially after COP26 and all the things that are going on in government and we've seen leaders around the world just let us down time and time again. Yeah. We have to take matters into our own hands and what can we do as business leaders and entrepreneurs what can we do to empower communities to make a difference? And mm. that, that's what we're trying to do. Um, like I said, we're not, we're not perfect, but if we can make a small difference and we can inspire governments or um, other business leaders to, to do that and join us on this journey, then, then mm. we've, we've set out with what we, we plan to do. 
Well, absolutely, Lucy. And I think this is this is great sort of strength to yourself, seeing some of the some of the uh, issues that actually exist, and and not waiting for someone else to solve the problems when it realizes that you know you're probably better equipped, have better knowledge and more abilities to to, to make a dent however big, however small, but to actually make a change there as opposed to waiting for someone who probably doesn't really care about it. And I think also yourself, but also your audience are much more aware of greenwashing and saying things just to seem trendy and seem woke, but not really believing in any of it at the end of the day. And I think sort of the, the ability to uh, be authentic and be able to cut through that is, is more important than ever before. Yeah, we're all about being real. Um, yeah. No greenwashing here. And it's it's exciting to see that there's actually legislation coming into place yeah. in the UK, in the US to stop brands particularly feeding into this kind of sustainability as a buzzword. Yeah. We, mm. we all need to work together here. Like this, this is not going to change unless we work together. So having this kind of open source and, and um, all birds and other brands are having this kind of open source where like we've tested this this is what we've learned we've we've got a ton behind us and we have resources that investigate and, and learn more about how we can be sustainable and we're sharing this with you because at the end of the day we need to work together to make a difference this is bigger than individual yeah um yeah exactly so creating that movement so what does this mean for the fashion industry i mean the fashion industry has been uh, under pressure for you know for the, for the, for the products that are used, how it's produced, uh, sort of this kind of uh, uh, disposable society uh, 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 approach. What does this mean for the fashion industry and how they're going to have to uh, uh, adapt uh, and maybe have your model in mind when they're actually producing uh, producing clothes? Yeah, well, what, how we see it for, for Lone Herd and other rental platforms is we're giving space to the fashion industry. Yeah. So by utilizing items we already have, people don't necessarily have to buy as much. Yeah. So the fashion industry can, can work on their supply chains. They can look at how they can be more sustainable. And, you know, like you said, start thinking about maybe the circular economy in their designs. Yeah. So we actually run workshops uh, called Design for Rental, where yeah. we work with students and young people to look at, at designing items that have circular, the circular economy in mind. So whether that's having um, an item that's easily recyclable because you can't recycle most fashion because it's mixed um, mixed materials okay. or it's kinds of fastenings on or zips right. and buckles, et cetera. Mm. Um, having modular clothing so that you can wear it in multiple different ways. There's, there's oh, lots no. of things we can do. So starting at the beginning and, you know, zero waste, there's, there's so much the fashion industry can do and, and hopefully is doing. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we, we think that we could give people the space to do that with rental. We can encourage people to buy better than they do buy because at the end of the day, we're all going to continue buying. Yes. But buying less, yeah. buying things more sustainable and ethically made, mm. allow them to rent those items out. So if you're buying buying something that for 200 pounds say normally you wouldn't spend that much money you can't really afford it but if you can rent that out six or seven times you've made yeah. your money back <laughs> yeah you've got exactly. your item and you can keep it for yourself it's yeah. a bit of a no-brainer absolutely and i mean include you know encourages this this mindset as well i 
I really like the point there about actually having this sort of this modular element that actually by design, so it's not just the coming in, but more and more that, you know, from the beginning, this kind of concept is built into the, uh, uh, the production and, and, and how it can be used and how can it be sort of shared uh, into the future as well, I think sort of is, uh, is more helpful for, for for everyone so this is really uh, this is really positive and and at the moment you're operating uh, this is going to be uk only or what's what's the plans for the future basically lucy yeah so the app is in the app store so please go download it um yeah. and we're uk only right now yeah. we are building a small community testing iterating we really want to get a, a product that's that's great and easy to use Mm. Um, but you know, the, the world's our oyster. So whether it's into Europe or into the US, yep. global aspirations, this is, we, we're already getting interest from the US because they're like, wow, this is a great idea. They have read the runway there that just IPO'd. Right. But they're inventory based yeah. models. So they, they're still buying new and holding on to it. And yes, sharing it with more people, but actually utilizing items we already have in our wardrobe. Yeah. There's a famous quote by um, Fashion Revolutions, also De Castro that says the most sustainable item is the one already hanging in your closet. <laughs> or for us, maybe that's somebody else's. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's use what we already have. Absolutely. And I think that this is the, it, it really seems to be the, uh, the, the way forward and meeting so many needs uh, at, at the same time, Lucy. And I mean, what's the, uh, what, what do you see the sort of the, uh, the, the future looking like? I mean, it, it seems to be that the, uh, the, the, the environmental and sustainability awareness is, is, is here to stay. Uh, and also that there's going to be more and more demand for these kind of, uh, these kind of services sharing. And I, and I think this idea of sort of shopping the look as opposed to individual items uh, is something that really plays to uh, a more sort of joined up way of thinking about sort of uh, uh, the, the, the fashion and the kind of the, the statement or the image that we want to be able to be able to project. Yeah, I, I really see the circular economy growing and growing. And, you know, you can get into this kind of echo chamber when you're speaking to people in circular economy, because we all believe in it and we all, we all understand yeah. it. But when you speak to people that have no idea about what circular economy is, they've never even heard of Airbnb. It's like, right. those are the people we, we, we need to change their behaviours and educate them. Um, mm. But yes, bringing in, bringing in rental, bringing in repair, you know, repairs such a lost skill. Like, right. I have no idea how to sew <laughs> at okay. all. My mom make dresses, um, yeah. but repairing the clothes, cater like looking after them. Um, there's an amazing company called The Seam who we work closely with. Okay. And Layla, the, the founder, she actually, her grandma used to tailor all of her clothes. So she's always had incredible oh. clothes that fit her perfectly. Whereas I've always had things off the shelf and just, you know, baggy yeah, yeah. oversight, whatever. Yeah. But the economy is this huge wheel and there's so many different cogs to it. Rental is just part of that. Um, and we we hope and we know it will grow and grow and grow. Um, mm. It's said that by 2025, 20% of revenues will be driven by circular models. So the sky's the limit. Excellent. And and I, I really like this idea of, sort of building an ecosystem as well. It's not just sort of the companies themselves, it's the, the whole ecosystem around it from sort of the fashion to the to, to the fashion companies, but also to the retailers, to the uh, to the consumers, and also the sort of support services, if you can call that, I suppose, sort of stitching and these things that, you know, related to that and sort of, you know, dry cleaning, uh, all these kind of uh, services that can be uh, offered around this to be able to uh, get the get the look and be able to have a more sustainable and a more and a more uh, 
advanced approach to uh, the uh, to, to, to fashion and the image issues, I guess. Yeah, we, we don't sit in isolation and we, we talk very much about changing the ecosystem and growing with our partners um, through, you know, sustainable dry cleaning, through the repairs, um, yeah. encouraging brands to experiment with, with um, rental. So Burberry's doing rental, Spencer's are trying rental. Right. Um, there's lots of different retail initiatives that are going on. There's other brands like we work with that do clothes swaps. Yeah. Everyone's testing it and everyone's um growing and learning but it is being driven by the consumer and about what they want and what they expect from brands they're expecting yeah. so much more now and that like you said earlier that authenticity mm. they want transparency within a company they want to know that you believe they believe in um and that's an amazing amazing to see and i hope it continues i hope so too lucy i just love your your uh, enthusiasm your energy but also the way in which you sort of bringing uh, these things to life. And I think that sort of uh, that example of sort of seeing a problem and not just complaining about it, get out there and do something and, and make the change that you want to see, I think is very inspiring. And I think it will be a lot of people uh, for a lot of people listening and watching this as well. Yeah, I love I'm a problem solver. Show me a problem and I will try my very best to solve it. Um, this is a huge problem and it's something I'll be solving for a long time to come. But yeah, very passionate about it. Um, and yeah, I love what I do. So it's an easy job. Fantastic. Lucy Hall there. Thank you very much indeed for your time and really open invitation to come back and let us know how this is going and how it's developing over the, uh, the months to come. Oh, definitely. I'll be back. Don't worry. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks so much.